Radio Row coverage from Las Vegas is brought to you by Jiffy Lube, your road trip headquarters. Oil changes, tire rotations, your overall car maintenance, think Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube is the place to take your car for your next road trip. Jiffy Lube, proud sponsor of Styles and Watkins Radio Row Road Trip to Las Vegas. Joined by Dean Blandino, football rules analyst, Fox Sports, NFL, NCAA. Dean, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So let's start here. How often do they throw to you and you're still trying to figure out what yeah. exactly yeah. the ball should be. Oh, my God. Yeah. More than you think because, yeah. you know, you've got you, – you might have four or five games going on. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm watching a play in Detroit, and they're, and they're like, hey, we got to play in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and they're going to bring you on, and I might get one look at it. Or sometimes I'm looking at the camera, and when you see me on the screen – just below the camera, there's a monitor, and I'm kind of trying to look at the camera, but I'm also looking at the play, trying right. to oh, formulate my own yeah. opinion. Yeah. And uh, so it's a challenge sometimes. Mm-hmm. How, how did that transition go? I mean, referee to broadcaster really isn't a – doesn't no. seem like a natural second career path. It wasn't. You know, and my, you know, my colleague at Fox Sports, Mike Pereira, he was the first yeah. guy that had this right? vision. Yeah. And, Sacramento uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sacramento and get, get better. He had a back surgery. He yes. did have get back better. surgery. Get better, he's, yeah, he's doing, he's doing mm-hmm. much better. Awesome. Um, so he had this, this kind of this vision, and now it's evolved into this critical role and in but it's not you know my experience at the at the league office we used to do this segment on nfl network and i would do it with dan helly and we would talk about officiating and so give me a give me a little bit of sure. experience Dip your toes in. and it was i was like hey this is kind of cool i like this and then obviously i ended up yeah. you know doing it for for fox talking to dean blandino football rules analyst dean i want to i want to get to the to the to the defensive side of the ball but i, I gotta first discuss Fumbling out of the end yeah. zone. If oh you are a Raider fan, I look. Derek is going to catch a stray here, but he's doing it all the time in Oakland and Las Vegas. The fumbling out of the end zone. What do you think about it? Everybody says get rid of it. Yeah. Some people say, look, you got to know there has to be a penalty. You can't just roll the ball out of the end zone. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the on that rule? I like the rule where it is. I, I think the end zone's different. I think they're you know you, ball security. Look, the game is is predicated on gaining yardage. The closer you get to the goal line, the more precious that yardage is. The goal line, obviously, if you if you get the ball in the end zone, yeah. your opponent's end zone, it's a touchdown. If you don't and you fumble and the ball is dead in the end zone, that's going to be a touchback. So mm-hmm. I like the rule. I get it. I understand people you know, think it's punitive. Uh, I just think the end zone is different. We have different rules for the end zone, and I, I like the rule where it is. Mm. Dean, maybe this is an ignorant question, but like, do you talk with like NBA refs or MLB umpires yeah. to just kind of, you know, it's, I'm sure there's not many people who can sympathize with, with a lot of the things that you guys go through. Yeah, no doubt. And I think there's there's the, the National Association of Sports Officials. Ah. Um, they work with all officials at all levels, and they actually have these seminars and these meetings with different leadership from the different sports. Yeah. and you Because the games may be different, but the issues are the of same course. when it comes yeah. to officiating. So, yeah, I've got a lot of friends that are, that are whether they're umpires or NBA referees, and, and you're always communicating with them and getting their take on how they handle things. And so right. that collaboration is really important. Talking to Dean Blandino, football rules analyst, Fox Sports, NFL, and NCAA. I guess I'm just the part of the interview where I'm just getting into the nitty-gritty (laughs) of the different rules as they stand. 
pass interference. Yeah. Your feelings <laughs> on it, you know, in college is a little bit different. Right. Dean, sometimes you get to the end of the game, and it's just a good game plan to just have the quarterback chuck it up, maybe throw it a little bit short. Oh, the, the wide receiver tries to go back, and uh, now you're marching down the field. It, it, you do see a lot on these underthrown footballs, mm-hmm. you know, and, that, and that's a big deal because in the NFL, obviously, it's a spot foul, and you're talking yeah. about 30, right. 40 yards. Yeah. And, and I do, you know, the concern has always been if you went to the college rule, then, you, then you're really incentivizing the defensive backs to play more aggressively, mm-hmm. and you might get more intentional fouls. You might hamper the deep passing game. Right. So I kind of see both sides of it, but I do think there is that, that defender is in such a tough spot when they're in good position, but the ball's a little bit underthrown, and now the receiver comes back for it, and I just happen to make that contact. And I think that's where they're always telling the defenders, we always say, you got to be playing the ball, right? right you got to right. be playing the ball, and then you're okay, even if there is contact. Dean, I'm curious. I saw a tweet the other day. I think it was from, uh, from CBS saying they're going to have 165 cameras yeah, in operation for this year's Super Bowl. How does that impact uh, uh, you know instant replay or just officiating in general yeah it has a major impact on replay because obviously with a normal broadcast on a Sunday an early window game you might have 12 cameras right really? you might have 15 wow. cameras so now, now yeah and and oh and, and maybe not all 165 are actually shooting the game right, you know, we're gonna have a Taylor and, Swift yeah. camera we know that <laughs> right oh, so, so but, but you know but you're going to have more information yeah. to sift through, so that takes longer when yeah. they're going to replay reviews. So I think yeah. one of the one of the, the kind of the things about replays they might take a little longer because they have more cameras to go through. Talking to Dean Blandino, football rules analyst, Fox Sports, NFL, NCAA. Dean, we have so many people on. We're talking about who's going to win the game, Chiefs, Niners. Do we talk enough about, or do you feel like I know you've we've seen you? Thank you for being on the show. You've done a ton of hits. Do we talk enough about how much teams are penalized when we're breaking down these teams? You talk about the defense, the offense. What about how much these teams are penalized? Yeah, no doubt. And that's one of the things that the the teams scout the officials, right? Yes. And and the officials scout the teams. And and if you know the officials that are that are going to work the Super Bowl. They've already been looking at game film. They've been looking at Niners game film. They've been looking at Chiefs game film. They've been looking for tendencies. They've been looking at all these different things. And you're looking, you know, do the the Chiefs, you know, where are they in the defensive secondary in terms of defensive pass interference and defensive holding? What about the offensive line, that play? You're always looking for those trends, those types of things. So the officials are scouting. They're looking at film to get ready for the game on Sunday. Yeah, and then Nick Bosa had those comments the other day yeah, about that's where we're all going. We all <laughs> made eye contact with each other. Nick knows, Nick yes, knows what he's like, doing. Does that actually you know, impact the well, game? You know, it's it's in, you you're always you're going to hear that and Look, the officials, it's not like they're sitting in a cave somewhere without any social <laughs> right, media. Right. So they, they hear that stuff. But at this level, look, they're going to go out and officiate the game. And if it's a hold, it's a hold. They're not going to call it because Nick Bosa said right. that he that he gets held. Mm-hmm. They're going to call it based on what they see. Sure. And that happens during the game a lot. Like, right. I'm sure there's going to be a play early on where he's going to tell the umpire, hey, they're holding me. Yeah. And that, you know, it's not just Nick Bosa. Of course. You know, all defensive players do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, some of the overcorrection that happens, especially with the roughing the passer, that's been another yeah. hot topic. Talking right. to Dean Blandino. NFL rules analyst, NCAA as well, Fox Sports. I've said this, Dean. I've been very open on this show, and we are authentic. I'm not going to change now just because you're here. Some of these guys, all right, one of these guys might be playing in the Super Bowl, and it's not Brock Purdy. These roughing the passer calls, 
It's deep. We talk Kings. We talk NBA. There's a little Who bit of rep. Who talking about? Rep, help me. Rep, help me. Get a picture of him right there. Rep, help me. Help me. Is it a little bit much? Come on. Give me something here. You know, it's, it's interesting that we, we had this my entire time at the NFL. There was always that Tom Brady gets all the calls. Of course. Or yeah. Peyton Manning gets all the calls. And then you look at the numbers. And it's not, although with, with Mahomes, I think he only drew one rough in the passer call during the regular season, but I think he's at three or four in the postseason. Look, the, the referees, they don't look at who the player is. They're just trying to get it right. right. They know, because there isn't a profession, I can't think of a profession out there that gets scrutinized more than officials. Like, in the moment, like, yeah. you could have a call overturned by replay. You have all the fans, all the coaches, all the players, all the media, everybody watching the game, they get evaluated so, look, there's always going to be that. Look, I grew up I grew up in New York. I grew up a Knicks fan. You couldn't tell me that Michael Jordan didn't get preferential right. treatment, right? Right. Right. right? So I get it. Yes. I understand. But at this level, you know, they're just trying to call the game the best they can. How do they end up? Well, like, what's the process of choosing the referees for the Super Bowl? I assume it's kind of you're trying to get the best of yeah, the best, Yeah, the best right? officials. They are all evaluated. They all get graded during the season. And each position, you have the top officials at each position. They have to have a minimum of five years' experience in the league to get the assignment, and then they're chosen to, uh, you know, to work the game. What's interesting about this crew, Bill Vinovich, the referee, he's worked three Super Bowls. The last Super Bowl he worked was Super Bowl 54, the Niners and the Chiefs. Wow. Wow. And the umpire, Terry Killens, is the first person to play in a Super Bowl and officiate a Super Bowl. That's he played for the Titans. Incredible. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Talking to Dean Blandino, rules analyst. Dean, before we get you out of here, who you got? On Sunday. Oh, man. I'm just hoping. I am hoping that my phone, nobody wants to interview me on Monday. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. That's, that's right. all I care about. <laughs> right, that's all right, I care right, about. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's quiet. There you go. Fair enough. Dean Blandino, thank you so much. Football rules analyst. Enjoy the rest of your time in Thanks, Vegas. Guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Dean. Me. Awesome. Got to get to a break. When we get back, more Styles and Watkins live from Vegas. Thanks to Jiffy Lube, Sacktown Sports. Our Styles and Watkins road trip to Radio Row in Las Vegas is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. For car maintenance from oil changes to tires and brakes, Jiffy Lube has you covered. Now back to more of Styles and Watkins. Special thanks to Jiffy Lube for making our road trip to Radio Row possible. Jiffy Lube, a proud sponsor of Sacktown Sports. Thank you to Dean Blandino. You know, I got to say something, Chris. Yeah. Dean Blandino was outstanding. Yeah. And I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. The ref, and I, we didn't get a chance to talk about it with Dean. He's literally doing another interview yes. right now. <laughs> the ref, you suck, Chant, makes me very uncomfortable. It also, it makes I, me uncomfortable. I feel like you're going to get less calls. Probably right, yeah. Like, if <laughs> like yeah. Dean if would never admit that, right. but they're if human. you're saying you suck, they're going to be like, okay, Sacramento. Well, yeah, why would a ref say, thank you for telling me that I suck, now yeah. I will help right. you. De- now yeah. I'm definitely going, you know what, I feel pressure. I think fans think, oh, I'm putting pressure on him yeah. to make us feel better, but yeah. the human element would tell yeah. you the complete opposite, that, no, you're telling me I suck. Well, I definitely don't want to help you guys exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. You forget they're human almost because it, it is such yeah. a robotic job. <laughs> yeah. And for the most part, it's pretty clear cut with the job. Yeah. But then when you get to those gray areas, it gets ugly. Yeah. Well, at least, yeah, at least for football, they're all further away. Basketball, yeah. they're right up in they're your grill. Right and I don't there. even know if they – they probably do the refuse suck chant in football, but it's harder it to hit hard galvanize yeah. everybody together. But Nate – has some pretty interesting info that he yeah. just came across. Nate just doing his own 
super producer thing. By the way, shout out to Kyle. So we got three super producers yes. taking us through Hi. to to get through the rest of this time in Vegas. So Nate, what did you what did you find out? Uh, I was talking to a guy. Uh, I, I guess I'm not going to drop a source or no anything, need, but no I need. saw a picture of the 49ers field. Um, they're from, practicing so, like the, yeah, the, yeah, the they're field practicing at UNLV. Yes. So if you don't know, the Niners are practicing at UNLV and the Chiefs are at the Vegas Stadium or no, the, the Raiders, the Raiders yep. Stadium, which uh, UNLV is kind of, you know, like a mile off the strip, behind yep. the strip. Uh, they practice on turf, but the NFL showed up beforehand right. and they set up a, uh, a natural field, natural grass. Niners show up, say the field's horrible Sunday night. They're complaining about it. Um, it's it's there's a rating system, yes. and I guess essentially it needs to be at seventy to uh, to be adequate for practice. Some reports were saying it was at fifty. These are all just vague numbers that you're kind of hearing reported on. But I just saw a picture of the field, and it was a sunny day, so it rained here through Tuesday. Tuesday yeah, night we can't. Right saw a little ride. bit of water yesterday morning, um, so probably some drip. Yeah, wet. Some it's drip. wet. Wet air, um, which is weird in Vegas. I've never been a part of that. But the field had a giant seam in it, and you could tell it was dipping. You could tell parts of it. If you stepped on it, yeah. you would slush through that. You would It, it would be ugly for sure. Um, now, when you say dipping, you mean like it's almost like the sidelines meet. No, well, it was the middle of the field. So, like, they filled a patch. They filled a patch. Yeah. And you could see where the fill was, obviously, and you could see that there was almost like a – I'm thinking of like Moses parting the the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Red the Sea. There was like a part – it's not that big, but that's yeah. kind of the only comparison um, I could make for that. And also, there was an alleged theory. I didn't even tell you guys this yet. Uh-oh. This guy I was talking to has heard that the Niners – were kind of supposed to not talk about it anymore. Like it was supposed to be brushed yeah. under the rug. Yeah. So then you also have the alarm going off the other night, right. which if you haven't heard about that, the fire alarm went off. And Six a.m. A lot of a lot of words. A lot of words about that yesterday, as yesterday was kind of the final uh, press for the 49ers. But I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses or anything. This is just no, things that are okay. things that are happening. Look, so. you don't hear anything happening on the Chiefs side. No, nothing's happened. Yeah. Nothing's happened. It's been a quiet Luckily, week from them. so far, no one's been caught out doing anything. Right. You know, you're not yes. supposed to gamble. You're not right. supposed to. Uh, yeah, that's true. They are staying about 30 minutes from the Strip. I right. uh, went there last night. I got to talk to Ronnie Bell, put that on YouTube. Yes. Got to do some interviews with people. Out. But, um, man, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it might be fuel to the fire for them. So you were talking to the guys yesterday. Yeah, you said you talked to Ronnie. Did they, like, did they seem – extra excited at all they seem pretty chill by all this i think they're all uh in you know they're they're already in the groove yes like you yeah. could tell <laughs> the setup is i guess kind of a little pull back the curtain how it works it's very weird in my opinion it's uh all, all the stars are at their booths and uh like like brock uh right. javon hargrave CMC. uh yeah drake greenlaw all those guys get their own booth where they where they talk to people and then everybody else on the team is sitting in, like, a cafeteria table kind of setup. So you just go in and you just go up and talk to them. You just do whatever you want. So that's, that's kind of how I speak to Ronnie Bell. Uh, I did go up to Dre Greenlaw, ask him a couple questions about, like, how, how motivated he is against a guy like Pacheco who runs so hard if that motivates him to, you know, just like that, that like, bloodlust yeah. attack. Uh, and he was just like, man, I just – 
I want to take everyone out. So, But going there, I think everyone's in the motions, and they're chill about it. Everyone's already settled. It's what? That was day four yesterday, yeah. day five. And, uh, yeah, I mean, media is over. You had the awards last night with CMC winning uh, offensive player. But, yeah, I mean, then I, th- I think they're ready to go. Yeah. There you go. Alan, we've, go. we've been talking a lot about how, I mean, you, you've been on it. The Niners really do have, like, the, the more hunger for this game. Mm-hmm. I feel like with this field issue and with the, the alarm, I, you know, it, it might be your first initial thought might be, wow, what distractions. But I kind of in a weird way feel like that brings you even closer and makes you right. focus up even more as a team. Yeah. That's what they're saying, too. Yeah. They're saying that. And, and honestly, just from the clips that I've seen, and our show is not the outlier. Everybody, look, I get on Niner fans about wanting to be the underdog. Right. And whatever <laughs> about Vegas and the lines, everybody is picking the Chiefs. Yeah. Right. Everybody's picking the Chiefs in part because of how the Niners got there versus how the Chiefs got there. But everybody right. is picking Can the I Chiefs. Can I clarify, so I, though? Everyone's... we got to get to a break. Oh, we'll talk okay. about it when no we clarity. get back. Thank no clarity. You. We will get the clarity. That's a tease right there. All right. When we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports live from Vegas. Thanks to Jiffy Lou. Radio Row coverage from Las Vegas is brought to you by Jiffy Lou, your road trip headquarters. Sacktown Sports Road Trip to Radio Row in Las Vegas is brought to you by our friends at Jiffy Lou. When it's time for a road trip, visit Jiffy Lou for all your automotive maintenance needs. Jiffy Lou is your road trip headquarters. Joined by Craig LeBlanc, QB guru. I mean, if there is a dude spinning it in the league, Craig probably knows him. Craig's probably worked with them. Craig, thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Let, let's start here. You set it off. You set it off the air. Let's talk about it on the air. It's a hot topic. It's all, not as hot now as the Niners. They got Brock Purdy. We'll get into Brock. Yeah. But Trey Lance now in, in Dallas. See a couple reports. You know how it is, social media. Don't know what's true, what's not. But he is right now backing up at basically third string in Dallas, talk to us about Trey Lance and his development and what a team that's possibly looking for. We saw a lot of random dudes throw footballs in the NFL. And I'm sitting here thinking, you telling me Trey can't get in somewhere? Talk about Trey Lance a little bit. Yeah, you know, Trey's a phenomenal human being. Um, One, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, Two, he's a great football player. You know, and and I think that what a lot of people are going to finally see is when he does get that opportunity, he's going to take full advantage of it. Yeah. You know, um, he's progressing extremely well. Um, Jeff Christensen, his quarterback trainer, mm-hmm. um, is phenomenal. He works with Patrick, works with everybody, too. So um, his footwork has gotten incredible. His spin rate has gone up. He's really, really spinning the ball well. Um, and I think that was one of the things that kind of led to a little bit of inaccuracy for him. Right. Um, but he's corrected everything. Mm-hmm. And as of last week, uh, before I left, Trey was spinning the thing. Um, so you saw him last week? Yes. Yeah. I see wow. him every, every week we're in the lab. I've got him throwing to like guys like Terrence Williams, former mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboy, um, Seth Green, another former Dallas Cowboy. So there's a lot of a lot of opportunity there. You know, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen with him as far as you know whether he's going to stay in Dallas or somebody else is sure. going to come get him. Right. Um, but whoever does come get him is going to be very happy with what they get. You were kind of briefly explaining to us off air as well about what what your role really is with Trey and his development, and yeah. more so 
really the, the logistics side of it. Can you just explain what exactly it is that you do for these guys? Absolutely. So uh, people like to call me like an extension cord, right? Okay. So um, my, my purpose in life, I believe that God put me on earth to be an asset, be a resource, and be a light. Yeah. Um, so Two Live Culture, what it's about is providing open doors and opportunities. So, you know, a guy like Trey will come to town uh, when he was in San Francisco, obviously. Jeff will call me and say, hey, you know, we need some receivers. You got some guys. And there are a bunch of guys that I work with on the receiver side, and I just bring them, and we get the work in. So making sure that guys like him, guys like Dak, Dak will call me and say, you know, I, I need to, you have any guys that are in town? You know, yeah. CD and the gang are out of town. I'll bring people over to Dak's house. We'll get in the backyard and get to work. That's so, awesome. um, you know, there's a lot of different pieces that I have. Um, consulting wise and, and different things that I do for them, you know, making sure that everything's set up with their agents. If they need a new agent, you know, they're looking for somebody to come help them. That's kind of what we do, what we operate off of. So, um, man, I, I feel like I kind of do a lot of things. And, yeah. Uh, awesome. yeah. And I was it's just doing, a blessing. I was yeah. doing some, some research on, on what you got going on. Yeah. Tell me about the two live late night crew. Yes. So that's, that's kind of what really jumped <laughs> it all off, man. Um, we started, Des and I were getting together. Um, we were throwing. Des Bryant. I was throwing for Des Bryant, yeah. and uh, we just started getting one-on-ones going, and and we got into SMU. I had some people that were there, and they were like, "Hey, you guys can use the facility a couple wow. nights a week." So yeah. we were like, "All right, cool." So less. we started going in there. We we were getting DBs coming in. Then we got high school, college, pros, wow. everybody coming in. We had Juju Smith Schuster pull up. We had um, who else? Lance uh, Lenore. We had Noah Brown, Laquan Treadwell. All these different guys that were coming and just getting work in every week, you know, and, and we're we're merging the pros with the high school and the middle school kids, and right. they're mentoring the guys like directly on the field, like you're literally we're in between a rep, and you got a guy like Laquan Treadwell or Dez talking to one of the young kids, like, hey man, when you get off the line, this is what you got to do. When right. you get to the top of the route, this is what you got to do. Like certain things where, you know, it's just it, it's a brotherhood of love. That's it's a brotherhood awesome. of love. Yeah. Talking to Craig LeBlanc. QB guru and maybe I'll just let you do it because you said it so beautifully the first time and I feel like I'm not doing it enough <laughs> justice let's talk a little bit about Brock Purdy yeah. and I, I want to get your opinion on what we've been using the term and I'm sure you've heard it draftism with Brock and why people don't want to give him his flowers I'm sure you've been asked about Brock what do you think scouts thought was missing with Brock and because when you look at him I mean he just threw the deep deep ball the fluke to Ayuk off his helmet he's running he's doing all these different things not the biggest guy in the world but he's also not small right, right. so what do you think that scouts thought was missing he went to a power five what was missing you know I I don't know I can't mm -hmm. speak to what I think people would think mm -hmm. um but when you look at a guy like that he's quiet you know yeah. he, he doesn't have that quarterback I'm the guy kind of attitude mm -hmm. you know or he didn't anyways maybe he does now um, you know, but he has the tangibles and he has the intangibles, right? He is an incredible leader and he does know how to make plays happen. Right. So I'm not really sure. And, and to be honest with you, there's a lot of times I look at guys that don't get opportunities and I'm like, what on earth? Like, were you, what were you, what did you miss here? Right. Um, right. You know, there, there's a lot of guys that are, are out there that are just extremely talented, just not getting opportunities for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Brock's mechanically sound. He knows how to play the game. He's got yeah. a super high football IQ. Yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, when they talk about game manager, right? Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. You're supposed to play the game to win, mm -hmm. you know, and, and he knows how to make plays if he needs to. If the pocket breaks down or if the play breaks down, he knows what to do. He's going to find a way to get the job done. He's going to find a way to get the yards he needs to get to. So, you know, I, I think it's just uh, it's kind of a crazy world that we're yeah. in, you know.
You see Lamar win MVP yesterday. I mean, yeah. we, we Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is what he does. What do you see as, like, the future of, of the quarterback position? What does it look like? Because for so long it was the pocket passer. And then, yeah, you could be a runner, but that's kind of a, almost a completely separate style of quarterback and you can't win with those kind of guys is what we were told seems like that's not the wave anymore we'll see and and this is the crazy thing about it right if you look at the history of of the quarterback position through the 70s 80s and 90s the game has changed right from the 90s to the 2000s the game changed right you the 90s and 2000s early 2000s you had the dual threat right right so the dual threat pops in now you've got the guys that can just make magic happen and i feel like the way that athletes are being trained now the way that athletes are, are becoming stronger and faster yeah. and more agile uh, bodies i mean you look, you look at the way patrick was able to bend last week mm-hmm. right the pliability of his bones and his tendons and his ligaments it's just you you're finding that the game is evolving. The position is evolving because the game changes. So as the game changes, and we're, we've got a lot more, you know, you've you got running backs now that are doubling as wide receivers right. Right. or receivers yeah. that are doubling as running backs. You know, in, in the 90s and, and 2000s, you didn't see that. It yeah. just wasn't a thing. Guys like a Tavon Austin, one of the greatest people yeah. I've ever met. Yeah. Way early, yeah. way ahead yep. of his time. Yeah now would be a phenomenal guy to have on your squad, right? Yeah. You can use him in so many different yeah, ways. Yeah, there's right. so many yeah. guys like that. Troy, we had Troy Smith on yesterday. <sighs> you yeah. see what I'm saying? And he said, man, if I was just born a couple years later. It's just the way the game continues to evolve. Mm-hmm. Ten years from now, we're going to be talking about the, the quarterback position completely different mm-hmm. than it is today, yeah. you know, and in the receiver position probably. I mean, you think about it now, there's no football, no fullbacks. Where right. the fullbacks right. go? They just yeah. disappear. They just fell off the earth. Yeah. Right. Offenses are not using fullbacks mm-hmm. anymore for the most part. Um, so, you know, I think it's just a, it's just evolution, man. Yeah. The game changes. We as humans continue to evolve. Right. You know? Get better, These yeah. kids nowadays, I've got a seventh grader that I believe is going to be a first rounder. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, I'm not even kidding yeah. you. Right. I've had guys look at, pro guys look at him and be like, whoa, yeah. this kid is special. Man. Logan Lucero, don't forget the name. I yeah. promise you in a couple years, he's going to be a first round draft pick. Wow. Yes. There you go. Heard it here first. Craig LeBlanc, thank you so much for joining us, man. Before you get out of here, you got to give us a pick who you got winning on Sunday. Chiefs all day, baby. Chiefs all day. I I can't bet against 15. That is what everybody is saying right now. Craig, thank you so much, man. Not just for what you do in football, but just your aura. Right, you, you just bring a light the way that yeah. you came over here. It was a great conversation. And I'm going to need one of those jackets. Yeah. I'm going to need one of those jackets. Like, I don't know if our YouTube audience is You're looking fresh, too. Oh, my goodness. That's bro. right. Thank oh. you so Shout much, out to man. Pro Standard for the, yeah. for the drip right here. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. Got to get Appreciate to a break. It. When we get back, more Styles and Watkins live from Las Vegas. Thanks to Jiffy Loop, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins road trip to Radio Row in Las Vegas is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. For car maintenance from oil changes to tires and brakes, Jiffy Lube has you covered. Now back to more of Styles and Watkins. We are back, Styles and Watkins. 
Town Sports. Special thanks to Jiffy Loop for making our road trip to Radio Row possible. Jiffy Loop, a proud sponsor of Sac Town Sports with Troy Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, NFL veteran. Yes. QB in the place to be. Yes. Troy Smith, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, man. It's been a while, man, so I appreciate coming back. You know? Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about the QB position, you know, so much has been said yeah. about whether it's Brock Purdy or yeah. Patrick Mahomes. How do you feel? And even and Tom Brady talked more about the, the state of the NFL right. right now. But how do you feel? We were talking to Michael Pittman Jr. about the golden age of the wide receivers. How do you feel about the quarterback position right now as a whole? Some people think that oh they're running too much some people think you still need that pocket passer but you can't be a statue back there either right well i know this day and age is really unique uh it's okay to be yourself now i do remember uh there was a day and age when you were quote unquote too short or too whatever yeah. you know yeah. what i mean so to see the under uh i say not not the like the, the the top edge or the cutting edge guys to see them finally getting their chance and their shot it means a lot you got to forgive me there because i don't want to be insensitive with the words yes and how crazy it is nowadays yeah, yeah. you can get canceled at no, any no, moment no. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. but uh the overachiever mm -hmm. um has always been you know what i mean my type of guy and i think uh, brock purdy fits that uh you know claim all the way down to a t mm -hmm. um he's a baller through and through and I like what he does. Mm. Troy, I got to hear your perspective on this. So much has been made, especially with C.J. Stroud having the year he had, yeah. about the Ohio State quarterback. Yeah. I know you've got to have some feelings on the narrative. I got a lot of feelings Ohio on that. State quarterbacks just can't do it. Yeah. What do you got to say to people who say that? Thank you, C.J. Yeah. No doubt. He's getting rid of all of the claims, and he's getting rid of all of the rumors and different things like that. Mm -hmm. We just talked about it a little bit back in our day and age. It was a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Um, they wanted six four, uh, right. you know, tall cans and tall bottles of <laughs> quote unquote piss, as we used to call it back yeah. then. But now it's all about mobility. It's all about being able to make plays on the run. <laughs> and the position has changed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I wish that I could have you yeah, know hit man. the rewind button and, and did some different things. Maybe been born a couple years later. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, because my six foot stature is what's what it's all about now. Right. Yeah. And I mean, when I see guys like Lamar Jackson, honestly, yeah. the thing I think about is you. I'm like, this is this Troy Smith in college yeah. was a spectacle, man. And when you see a guy like Lamar, I mean, what what do you feel like is the difference or, or why did it work out for him? I think he had a staff. Well, he has a staff and he's got people that trust in him and believe in him. Mm. To play quarterback, you you need positivity. Uh, if you got people around you that are steadily poking at you and don't believe in you, yeah. then you know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got a group of people that want to build around him. Just um, his his skill set is obviously it can't be you know uh, bartered up against anybody else. Right. So he's yeah. he's awesome in those respects, but I believe that it's the group of people behind him pushing him and staying positive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing too when you talk about the environment that yeah. is so important. Because we were, we were just talking to Tyler Scott, wide receiver for the Bears, and Justin Fields is another guy yeah. who I want to see him win. Yeah. And I don't know. If Big Chicago wants it, you, if you really want him, do what's right by him and keep him if you want him. But don't feel pressured to keep him, and then all of a sudden you throw him away because the situation wasn't perfect. You got to believe right. in these guys. You got to yeah. protect them. And the quarterback only plays good when he's erect, when he's mm -hmm. standing up, yeah. when he has a chance to survey the field and make mm -hmm. some actual plays. 
if he's running for his life, what do you expect? Yeah. Um, not only that, but when he does get a chance to run, he looks just like the guy that we were just talking about, Lamar Jackson, who is the greatest yeah. at running. You know yeah. what I mean? And Justin Fields is 1C maybe because mm-hmm. there's a 1B and 1A in there, but Lamar Jackson is the yeah. best at scrambling, the best at improvising. Uh, Pat Mahomes is something totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a he's a great and a legend in his own, but uh, the the position has totally changed. And just like I said before, you know, I wish I was born a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, I mean, I, I can't lie. I was looking uh, at, at some of your numbers and stuff, and to see you won the Heisman Trophy in yeah. 2006, which is ago. almost 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, how much does it feel like? College football has changed, of course, with the NIL and the transfer rules and all that. But just the game in general, how much has it changed? 100% has changed. Um, it's changed in that, first and foremost, it's okay to be who you are. Right. You don't have to be don't a certain size. Exactly. You don't have to be a certain size, certain speed, certain this, certain that. I just remember being chastised however many times for things that I couldn't and, you know, wasn't in my power. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's a number of the ways the games have changed. And then the other way is, is you got to pass the run. You got to run the pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the running game is starting to resurface, but they're throwing the air out of the football. They're throwing yeah. it all over the field. 53 in the third from sideline to sideline. They're using it. Yeah. yeah. 120 yards. Talking about the end zones being 10 yards a piece. Yeah. They're using every blade of grass. So I love it, man. Um, I love the actual replays on the pylons. Whoever invented yeah. that Oh, my God, I love that. You know what I mean? So it's awesome, man. The game is where it's supposed to be, and evolution is awesome. Yeah. You know, you won the Heisman, and we're talking about Ohio State. I'm Justin Fields, Ohio State guy. Yeah. yeah. With the transfer portal and how things are changing, Jaden Daniels, he wins the Heisman at LSU, but is he an LSU guy because he started at ASU? How do you think that has affected, I guess, the, the pageantry of college football where just like Justin Fields didn't start at Ohio State. Right, Joe right. Burrow, about four different schools want to claim right, Joe Burrow. Right, right. How do you think that's kind of changed the landscape of college football? It's changed it immensely. Um, you need to be more of a professional right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to have an incredible understanding of where you are with awareness. Uh, your business acumen needs to turn on as soon as you touch campus. Mm. Um yeah. And I think that's awesome. I think that uh, the only way that you get orange juice is if you squeeze the oranges, mm-hmm. squeeze everything that you can out of all of these athletes because they are young professionals. Give them their chance. Give them their monies. For so long, the NC2A has been exactly who they've been. And uh, we don't want to get into the uh, nuts and bolts of that, but <laughs> yeah. that'll be another conversation. Yeah. We'll, you know have I mean? we'll have yeah, you back. We'll have you back. Please have me back. Please yeah. have me back because I got a lot to say. I got these gray hairs for a reason. I've been hoping. <laughs> But, yeah, I I, I believe that it's supposed to change and it's supposed to morph. The NIL has made it to where the playing field is now level. Uh, The athlete does deserve any and everything that they're getting and just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see these coaches, as soon as they get a chance to have better or greener pastures, they'll leave like that. Thank you. They've got got no problems Mm -hmm. with packing up their family and moving. But then they got everything to say about a young kid who is aspiring to be a yep. professional. Yeah. I think they need to stop with that, put their foot in their mouths and chill out. But, you know, it's business. And yeah. this is the way it is now. And you just got to accept it. There you go. All right, Troy Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, NFL vet. Before we get you out of here, 
You talked about Mahomes. You talked about Purdy, both in a very positive light, both very bright futures. But who gets it done on Sunday? Now, okay, this is my first interview today, and okay. I don't want to be hanged later on <laughs> because I, I have Kansas City Chief brothers, okay? okay? San Francisco did right by me. The whole community did right by me. I should have completed more passes. I mean, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> right, you know right, I mean? right. I think it's going to be an incredibly competitive game. Yeah. It's going to be a great game. I think I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. I'm okay. going to roll with the Chiefs for this reason. And it's not because my brother um, has a beautiful young lady that's his girl. And we Clevelanders, we stick together. You guys know who I'm talking about with Travis Kelsey. That's my brother. Shout out to the Saginaw Joneses. He knows what that means. All right. Um, not only him, but every time I've even thought about anything like separate from Patrick Mahomes, he sticks the knife in me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I know he did, he knows, and I'm not doing it on purpose, but he's just come through through and through. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a tough game. As long as we hold both those ends down, run the football north and south, it's going to be incredibly competitive. But I'm thinking probably 37-34, Chiefs pull it out. Yeah. There you well, go. That'd be a great game. Troy Smith. 37-34. Another Chiefs pick. But got love for the Niners. Got love for the All Niners. types of love. That's right. Heisman Trophy winner. Thank you so much, Troy. Enjoy the rest of your time in Vegas. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Much Appreciate respect. you. All right. You got to get to a break. When we get back, more Styles and Watkins live from Vegas. Thanks to Jiffy Loop. Sacktown Sports.